Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes y tienes 19 años o más, 52, 36, 42, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antinomocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Amazon is hiring near you. Earn a competitive wage and start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Health and safety are a top priority with all of our roles and sites, and Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. It's not the best one. It's not the great one. You're speaking with the juiciest one. Everything that the NSA does, uh, in large part, is classified. Everything the CIA does, in large part, is classified. Um, if I made lunch plans with other people in my office, it was classified. That was the policy. It's dumb. Uh, they, this overclassification problem uh, is one of the central flaws in, in government right now. This is the reason we don't understand what they're doing. This is why they can get away. Uh, this is why they can get away with breaking the law. Uh, or violating our rights for so long, you know, five years, 10 years, 15, 50 years, uh, before they see, before we see what they were doing. And it's because of this routine classification, right? But every system, computer system, has a limit uh, on what level of classified information is supposed to be stored on it. Uh, and we've got all these complicated systems for code words and caveats uh, that establish a system of what's called compartmentation. And this is the idea, when you work at the CIA, when you work at the NSA, you're not supposed to know what's happening in the office next to you, right? Um, because you don't have need to know, right? Again, that thing from the, the movies. Um, and the reason they have this is they don't want one person to be able to go and know everything, right? And tell everybody everything. Um, they don't want anybody to know too much particularly when they're doing lots of bad things, because then there's the risk that you realize they're doing so many bad things that it's past the point that we can justify. And uh, they might develop sort of an ideological objection to that. Well, in the Office of Information Sharing, uh, and actually in basically every part of my career before that, I had access to everything. Um, 
I had uh, what was called a, a special caveat on my accesses uh, called PRIVAC, which means privileged access. Uh, what this means is you're a kind of super user. You know, most people have all of these controls on the kind of information they can access, uh, but I'm in charge of the system, right? People who need information, they have to get it from somewhere. They don't know. Even the director of the CIA, right? Uh, he says, I need to know everything about this. Well, he doesn't know where to get it. He's just a manager. Somebody has to be able to actually cross these thresholds and get those things. That guy was me. And so dirty word searches uh, were these kind of automated queries that I would uh, set up to go across the whole network and look at all of the different levels of classification and compartmentation and exceptionally controlled information. Uh, that's kind of, you can think of it as above top secret. Uh, in these special compartments, right, where you're not even supposed to know what these compartments are for. You only know the code word uh, unless you work in them, unless you have access to them, unless you're read into them. Well, one day I got a hit on the dirty word search for a program that I'd never heard of called Stellar Wind. Uh, it came back uh, because the, um, the uh, little caveat for it. They're, they're called handling caveats, which is like, you know, you can think of like burn after reading or for your eyes only. Uh, but this one's called STLW, which means Stellar Wind. And unless you know what Stellar Wind is, you don't know how to handle it. All I knew is it wasn't supposed to be on my system. And I went, this is a little bit unusual. And it turned out uh, this document was placed on the system because one of the employees who had worked on this program years before had come to Hawaii. And this person was a lawyer, uh, I believe. Uh, and they had worked in the Inspector General's office, and they had compiled a report, part of the Inspector General's report, which is when the government is investigating itself, um, into uh, the operations and activities of this program. Well, this was the domestic mass surveillance program that I talked about in the very beginning of our conversation that started under the Bush White House. Um, Stellar Wind uh, was no longer supposed to be really in operation. Um, it had been uh, unveiled in a big scandal in uh, December 2005 in the New York Times uh, by a journalist James Risen, uh, and I, I, I'm not going to name him because I don't want to get it wrong, uh, another journalist, you can look at the byline uh, if you want to see their involvement. But uh, and there's, there's a lot of history here too. But um, what they had found was, uh, of course, uh, the Bush White House had constructed a warrantless wiretapping program, if you remember the warrantless wiretapping scandal, uh, that was affecting everyone in the United States. Um, well, the Bush White House uh, was r really put in a difficult position by this scandal. Um, they would have lost the election uh, over this scandal because the New York Times actually had uh, this story uh, in October 2004, uh, which was the election year, they were, they were ready to go um, with it. Uh, but at the specific request of the White House, uh, talking to the publisher of the New York Times, uh, Salzberger, and um, Bill Keller, then the executive editor of the New York Times, uh, the New York Times said, we won't run the story. Because uh, the president just said, if you run this story a month before the election, that's a very tight margin, if you recall, um, you'll have blood on your hands. And it was so close to 2001, uh, the New York Times just went, you know what, fine. Americans don't need to know uh, that the Constitution is being violated. They don't need to know. Uh, 
that the Fourth Amendment doesn't mean what they think it means. Uh, if the government says it's all right and it's a secret and you shouldn't know about it, that's fine. Now, December 2005, why did that change? Why did the New York Times suddenly run this story? Well, it's because James Risen, uh, the reporter who found this story, had written a book. And he was about to publish this book. And the New York Times was about to be in a very uncomfortable position of having to explain why they didn't run this story and how they got scooped by their own journalist. And so they finally did it, but it was too late. Bush had been reelected. And now it was sweeping up the broken glass uh, of our lost rights. So Congress, uh, the Bush White House was very effective in, as I said before, telling a very few select members of Congress that this program existed. And they told them this program existed in ways uh, that they wouldn't object to, uh, but made them culpable for hiding the existence from the program, uh, the existence of the program from the American people. And this is why someone like Nancy Pelosi, uh, who you wouldn't exactly think would be buddy-buddy with George Bush, was completely okay in defending this kind of program, in fact. And, you know, later she said, oh, well, she had objections to the program that she wrote in a letter to the White House, but she never showed us the letter. She went, oh, well, that was, that was classified, right? Um, and this is not to, to bag on her individually, it's just she's a great example in here, a named example everyone knows, of how this process works. The White House will implicate certain very powerful members of Congress in their own criminal activity. And so when the, when, then when the White House gets in trouble for it, the Congress has to run cover for the White House. Uh, and so what happened was Congress uh, passed an emergency law in uh, 2007 called the Protect America Act, now, which should have been our first indication this is a very bad thing, because they never name a law something like that unless it's something terrible. Uh, and what it did was it retroactively immunized all of the phone companies in the United States that had been breaking the law millions of times a day uh, by handing your records over to the government, which they weren't allowed to do, uh, simply on the basis of a letter from the president saying, please do this. Uh, and these companies went, look, now that we've been uncovered, now that we've been shown that we're breaking, or now that uh, these journalists have shown that we've broken the law and violated the rights of Americans on a staggering scale that could bankrupt our companies because we can be sued for this, we will no longer cooperate with you unless you pass a law that says people can't sue us for having done this. And so we get the Protect America Act, which they Jesus. say, you know, is an emergency. <laughs> this is all public history, too. Yeah. You can look this up on Wikipedia, you know. Um, and so then uh, they, um, they go, it's an emergency law. We have to pass this now. We have to keep this program active. Bush is going to end the warrantless wiretapping program and continue it under this new authority where it's going to have some special level of oversight and these kind of things eventually. But for now, we just have to make sure people are safe. Again, they go to fear. They say, if we don't have this program, terrorist attacks uh, will continue. You know, people will die. Uh, blood on your hands, blood on your hands, blood on your hands. Think of the children. Protect America Act passes. Uh, the companies get off the hook. The Bush White House gets off the hook. The Congress, uh, that was then sharing in uh, criminal culpability for uh, authorizing, or rather letting these things go by without stopping them, uh, then passes in 2008 uh, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, amendments 
of 2008. Uh, this is called the, the uh, FAA, uh, FISA Amendments Act of 2008. And rather than stopping all of the unlawful and uh, sort of uh, unconstitutional activities that the intelligence agency was doing, they continued it in different ways simply by creating a few legal hoops for them to jump through. Uh, now, this is not to go say, you know, these things aren't helpful at all. It's not to say they're not useful at all. Uh, but it's important to understand when the government's response to any scandal, and this applies to any country, is not to uh, make the activities of the person who is caught breaking the law comply with the law, but instead make the activities of the person who is breaking the law uh, legal, right? They make the law comply with what the agencies want to do, rather than make the agencies comply with the law. Uh, that's a problem, and, and that's what happened here. Orgullosamente Latino hasta la muerte y después Worldwide Latino pride The ambassadors of violence LAX, K-Dog, the notorious 187 homicide We need something Bang, da, bang, da, bang, bang Don't say nothing Bang, da, bang, da, bang, da, bang We need something Bang, da, bang, da, bang, bang Just act like you know And only stop fucking through something I'm from Miami, not counting Down with the essays in the 6-4 hopping To my body was in the 787 and those up in Brooklyn pulling 211 I come through snobbing Rolling in my low top chucks Making sure you suckers feel me every time we bust Shackled up like a nut going 5150 Heat up the feet up Creased up in some dicky Welcome to Keeping It 100 with Conan Millions and millions of downloads And pound after pound of Iranian tobacco later We are now home on MLW Radio This week the Hurricane Shane Helms returns To talk WWE, the coronavirus and the responses to this crisis all around the world. Frankie Kazarian returns to complete the Juicy Seal, and Kevin Kleinrock is back, returning with the Mass Republic Minute. All this plus a listener mailbag, some parody accounts unmasked, Monday Night Raw talk, NWA talk, and more. And now, without further delay, let's hand it off to the master of the verbal gem, it's Conan. Very oh, nice. wait a minute. Wait nice. one fucking minute. <laughs> Yo, we're back with episode 195 of Keeping It 100 with Conan, the mighty, mighty D.I., and Jojo, the Billy Entrepreneur. What it do? Boom! What's happening? What's going on? All right. Uh, we got a pretty long shout-out list this week, maybe because of the coronavirus and everybody's at their crib. Uh, but let's start it off with Terry Nielsen from Las Vegas, Darren Gladwell from Northern Ireland, Brandon Minich from Boyertown, Pennsylvania. Do you know where that is, Joe? It sounds familiar. I'm not sure offhand, though. All right. Maybe, maybe do you do one of those candy-ish parties in Boyertown, Pennsylvania? Oh, you never know where you're going to wind up when one of those parties goes down. <laughs> what the, okay, so those are kind of like, they just happen spontaneous. There's not a real planning on that, right? Oh, no, no. Spontaneous. You could, goes, I've woken up in other so, states. Wow, that's tremendous. Uh, let me see. Southern Sensation from Etowah, Tennessee. Okay, let me explain something to you, Southern Sensation, because I don't think people have gotten this. If I don't know you, please don't ask me to follow you, and don't take it personally like you did. I just don't want my fucking time like cluttered with people, information people I don't even fucking know, all right? Uh, WrestleBot 5000 from Jacksonville, Florida. 
writes, I'm a subscriber on Stitcher. Followed you guys to the Jericho Network and back to MLW. Thought I hated disco, but it was actually <laughs> but it was actually KG. I couldn't stand. Still glad he's gone. <laughs> That's tremendous. Uh, Olga Rodriguez from Tampa says she listens to the show and says it's awesome. Uh, thank you. Uh, Jake Leonard, Springfield, Illinois. He's a sports writer for at Ambush Sports and at MWSN Sports and mm. at OT underscore heroics uh tar zangiev who says i enjoyed it and i will probably listen to future episodes i'm just not ever a regular listener to any podcast hmm. really only tuning in for certain guests like your shows with raven and jericho i'll catch up though since i'm safe and since i'm self-isolating and need something to listen to while working as for the city i'm from we don't bluff city of memphis tennessee about two blocks over from Jerry Lawler's barbecue. Mm. Uh, Moon, she is from Bedford, Virginia. Miss 007 from Philly. Rafael Guzman, a police officer from Houston, writes, he misses WCW and is a big fan of DI. There you go. Uh, nice. Uh, Orland- uh, Orlando Magic Morales from Chicago, Illinois. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Noise who just joined Patreon. Thank you very much, Orlando Magic Morales. Smart Mero from Houston, Texas. Says the show is fire. Highly underrated. JoJo sucks, but it's better than KG. Is that a backhanded compliment, Joe? I'll, ta- <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, at this point, Joe, take anything you give him. Yeah. What? Uh, let me see Uh, what was that backhanded compliment Meltzer gave Disco oh uh, where he said uh, Disco on Keeping It 100 mentioned how wrestling should have wrestlers in the crowd or corner men and he said something like believe it or not the first time I heard this idea was from Glenn Gilberti of all people of all people yeah Yeah, Yeah, what do you think about that that's just no it's just a brother first of all because I've been critical of dirt sheets in the past Right. They can never admit when I'm right about things. Like just flat out, just say, you know, there always has to be like, you know, oh, this guy, you know, this guy's an idiot. Brother, the dirt sheet guys still want to, they, they can never admit the truth, which is I know more about the business than these guys do. And I do. I know, I know more about the business than these guys do. And that's, that's just well, a, I, a harsh reality. And it's not like I'm, I'm not a, an analyst of the business. I do podcasts every week on it and stuff. Everything. I, 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 you know, I'm 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 an expert in in the business. Okay, but if somebody, my, my res- let, let's let's just say something. Let's say that uh, a company wanted to do a documentary on wrestling, not how to work or nothing like that, but just the business of wrestling. And they said we want you to um, recommend one or two guys. Who would you recommend to talk about our business in a documentary? To talk about our business in a doctor documentary? Yeah, yeah. the business <sighs> the business side of it. <laughs> Here's the business side. Um, like, like, what do you mean? Like the numbers and stuff, everything? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, the business, the history. Not wrestling matches like Austin versus this guy, but like. Oh, just, if, well, you, if you want to talk about numbers and financials, everything, probably like get a guy like Meltzer. 
you know, or, or uh, so melt or, or his shit because you recommend him. So he does well, know you're, his you're, shit as far wait a second. As wait a second. Yeah. Wait, wait a second. Okay. <laughs> Meltzer does not know how to run a business, a wrestling business. Okay, I, I, I would have more knowledge the of business side, like numbers. You know, he's a guy that that's good that knows a lot about the inner workings of the business. Well, he reports the number, I mean, bro. That's not. That's just actually for thing like like calling them up. Hey, what are these numbers? It's stuff I'm not interested in, but it's stuff that's easily available. I know, boy, I, I could I could easily just find if these financial numbers. If I had to, okay, and you you ask me. Hey, let's get some numbers. Everything. I would probably go and call the uh, um, that guy Jason Barrasso. I'd probably talk to Melter and I call people in the business. If they didn't have the answers, then I would do my own due diligence and call people that I know and, and find the source of that information. Justin Barrasso. Justin Barrasso. Because those guys like like follow all that stuff. Okay, but like talking about like what well, when you're talking about the uh, the televised product and the work. And the behind the scenes and the production and everything, I, I'm definitely know more about this stuff than they do. Those guys have never been in production meetings before. They, 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 they just knowing the numbers. That's not. That's not. I mean, you know, you 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 honestly think? Okay, let me ask you a question. Would you rather do this show with Meltzer or me? With you. Okay. Why? Because it's a way more entertaining show. It's a way more entertaining show, right? Yeah. And and you know that we can talk about everything, right? Right. Okay. So so there it is. But if somebody called me and they were like, hey, man, we're doing a documentary on wrestling and we want you to, you know, uh, recommend somebody that we can talk to, I'd probably say Meltzer because Vince ain't going to go on the show. I'd probably say Meltzer. Talk to Meltzer. It depends on what they want to talk about. Like if they're going to say, well, if they were like, hey, you want to do a documentary? Okay, you want to talk to me? What do you guys want to talk about? Yeah, but if they ask me. Here's what I would say. If you want a good if you want a good person. To speak on a documentary, okay. If you want to document, a guy like said, I would say I would say, say get, call Nash and see if he wants to do it because Kevin's, you know, is, is a good speak. He, he he speaks well and he's an actor and he knows he's like he's a, you know he knows his shit, you know. So I I, I would say him. All right. Um, let me see what else. But here, here's here's the thing. Here's here's the gist of that yeah. though. Those guys try to throw shade at me, okay, right. and that makes them look foolish. Right. If you're trying to throw shade at me because I came up with a good idea for 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 the way to produce their that that AEW television show, and it's a good idea, and you're trying to say like you're surprised that I came up with a good idea, that speaks more about your lack of knowledge of what I bring to the table on this. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Okay, so th- those guys, those guys, because they don't listen to me. Here's what happened, yeah. bro. Here's what happened. There's once a narrative is written about you, whether it's true or not, it's hard to break it unless you start breaking it yourself. You know what I'm saying? And so there is a narrative probably in the, in the, in that community, in the community, whatever the fuck, what would it be called? The Joe, uh, the, the smart it, market the internet wrestling community. They call it the, IW, the, the, the IWC. Term I invented, by the way, the IWC. You invented the IWC? Yeah. The term I invented. You didn't know that? <laughs> no, no. Go, go back and go back and look at my, uh, wrestle zone articles. The first article I did where I basically outlined what the internet wrestling fan is. I like that, that. first article back in 2007. So and you everybody know, started using the term IWC after that, I, internet wrestling community. I like, but I was the first times. one to address it. Yeah. I was the first person to address it, the internet wrestling Bro. fans, which is that that's who we're talking about, the people that, that go online. Disco, 
Yes. Bro, those were such great times because I know we've said this before, but it, it always pops me because I, I was on there, I think, r- right before you, right? And cool. What's that guy's name? Chris, uh, what's his name? The skinny kid that did the uh, Chris something. He, he, was yeah, a, yeah. he was the host of our show. Is he still around? I'll say this too. Here's another reason why these, these dirt sheet guys like, can't stand me is because I do the show with Russo. And Russo's out there doing castrating the marks, right, 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 right. You know, painting pictures of the dirt sheet. You know, I'm associated with that, so it's like, and Vince is just doing all this stupid shit, and, you know, as and, and puppets, you, and, you know, it's, yeah. So it's like, you know, so I'm getting the, the residual heat from that, you know? yeah, one thousand yeah, percent, and from the Wrestle Zone days too, right. But was I on there before you, or we were, or were we? No, on I was there on first. I know I got you the gig. I got you the gig. Oh, you were on that gummy, yeah, bro. It. I used to bury everybody, Joe. <laughs> Am I right or not, Di? Yeah, buried everybody. That's back when you were mean, kind of. We we actually had an argument. We we had a show where we debated the the fall of WCW. Yeah, it's still on YouTube. You can <laughs> it's still, still on YouTube. You can still find it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, awesome. I'm gonna get Husey to claim it and uh, and put it under. That's our, why we under that's, our banner. That's because of stuff like that, Glenn, that's why we still do this show. Because si- since way before then, we've always had good chemistry. You know what I'm saying? We're very, we're very opinionated, too. Yeah. And I ain't afraid to tell you when you're wrong. Nothing. Uh, name cannot be blank. Bloomington, Minnesota. Colga, uh, Columbus, Georgia. Wendy from Eagle River, Wisconsin. Coyote-style Dope Pro, currently living in Rochester, but reps Austin, Texas. First-time listener, loved the show, and retweeted it. Well, thank you, Coyote Shire, or whatever your name is. Style. Coyote Style. Uh, Phil Deadly, a.k.a. Uncle Phil from Saskatoon, Canada. Apruebo Nueva Constitución from Chile. Uh, Brandon S., Mr. Vicious from Tampa, Florida. Jeff Johnston Jr. from Miami, Oklahoma. Angel from Olathe. Kansas, originally from Leon, Guanajuato, uh, Mexico. Saludos, carnal. Boom. R.D. Tarleton II from Greenville, Tennessee. Nicole Marie from West Babylon, New York. Don, DJ, and Kenny Ellsbound from Dayton, Ohio. David Callender from Las Vegas, Nevada. Meadow Remily from Brentford, Brentford, South Dakota. Anthony Silvers from Sinton, Texas. And Claus Cordez from Heron, Germany. Boom. That's our uh, special uh, large coronavirus mailbag. Um, I want to remind everybody to check out our Patreon show. That's at uh, K-O-N-N-A-N.me. Uh, that's where you get all the extra audio and video that doesn't fit on the normal show. What else, Joe? Boom. Well, since we've been recording a little bit more, I, uh, I put out the first bonus episode. I'm trying to schedule them for like Sunday and Tuesday, so you get about... 30 to 40 minutes on each of those. The first bonus episode that came out this previous Sunday was a, uh, a heated discussion between Conan and Disco over the term Chinese flu and... Uh, China virus. China virus, Chinese flu, <laughs> whatever. And uh, there was also uh, some some uh, extra content from the Juicy Frankie Seal that was on there. But I'll be doing those twice a week for the foreseeable future. And uh, we also had some watch-alongs with listeners, including... Uh, with Matthew Trevino, we watched Conan versus Disco from a festival. Very good match. Yeah, very fe- good match. Kind of, uh, you know, it was lost for a while. I don't think people had seen this. I don't know if it had aired ever. Oh, right? here's the here's the best part. Me and Disco had never seen this match ever. Yeah, and we for the first time we saw it together here, so that was pretty cool. It was a four and a quarter star match. 
Oh, yeah. absolutely. A very simple, very simple match. How to get heat? How to everything, bro? We got people over. We got a guy rub. It was good. good everything was good. There was also a watch along of a John Cena versus Chris Jericho match from Raw back in August 2005, which uh, I had never seen, and yeah. that was a real good match. Yeah, with uh, Patreon subscriber Jared uh, Aviat. And uh, coming up, uh, there was a watch along of Orange Cassidy versus Pac, uh, as well as a, a long discussion. Uh, about Orange Cassidy and how everyone on the line, uh, everyone in the group, you know, feels about him and his gimmick and everything. That'll be a part of the bonus episode as well, and you can watch the match and the watch along. The the Patreon site also has the unedited mailbag uh, every week. The unedited disco list uh, when we do it once a month. That's always an hour long. The mailbags are usually close to forty five minutes to an hour long. So there's all kinds of extra audio and video on the site. And if you join now, you get uh, over three years of content that's been going up all this time that the show has been around. So it, it, you really can't beat it. It's a steal. Yeah, and plus we have an ad-free show, right, or a music-free oh, yeah. show? So the uh, the ad and music-free show has been coming out for about five or six weeks now. It's usually out about 12 hours before the regular show releases, so usually sometime Wednesday night uh, the ad and music-free uh, version will come out. Uh, some people on the Patreon seem to, they seem to like that, and uh, so that's going to be a regular thing going forward as well. What was the last thing that we added to the Patreon? Do you remember? I think it was last week. Uh, well, the the ad and music free show is new. These bonus episodes are new, and uh, we're gonna keep doing the watch alongs, keep them going. I was thinking, if we have time this week, maybe we could do like a call in uncensored mailbag or something. If we if we don't want to do more watch alongs, we can do that. We can do a roundtable, whatever. But yeah, we just did a roundtable uh, as well. We had uh, the full segment with Frankie Kazarian's up there, and there's always I'm, I try to put something up every day, so you're never sitting there waiting for your new uh, content. There's always stuff going up. All right. Um, I'm a big fan of ambushes. I hope those come back soon. Uh, also, if you got any questions, send them to k100questions at gmail.com. And on Facebook, we're Joe's Manning, the ones and twos. Boom. Uh, Facebook.com slash k100conan. What can they expect to find there, Joe? On the Facebook, I'm always posting clips from the show or uh, old matches. There's always clips from the YouTube going up there as well. And you'll always know if you're on the Facebook page what guests are coming up and uh, everything like that. Also, you want to find out uh, what's the feedback from the fans. Um, if they're interested in seeing any uh, any uh, new department wrestling part of the Patreon, like what what tier that would be and like how much uh, you'd be willing to pay to watch Conan and you know, <laughs> taking on... Uh, um, Kid you know, Romeo. Who's, yeah, Kid Romeo in <laughs> a naked apartment wrestling match. See if they'd be interested in that. So. Well, I do have. I do have the Chula Vista Middleweight Apartment Championship. Yeah, uh, so you have to defend I that. Still have that. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. I, I want to get. Is that, is that all the shoutouts? Because this this first email in in the mailbag is interesting. Uh, so let me just say something real quick. Send your questions to k100questions at gmail.com or your musical selection for the Juicy Frankie Seal. Keep the letters short so we can read a grip of them. Boom. All right. So let's get the mailbag. This is an interesting one. Oh, wait. It's from Jed Frank. For th- don't, huh? don't forget the YouTube. We didn't plug the YouTube. Oh, plug the, the YouTube, too. So oh, the, the YouTube. And, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and also don't forget to check us out on YouTube. Usually doing his thing on YouTube. I wish his show was as good as he manages our YouTube channel. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah, that's under Keeping It 100 Official. There's clips going up every day. There's almost 13,000 subscribers at this point and over 1,100 videos. And uh, it's, I mean, there's a whole lot of conversation going on there under each clip. There's there's little feuds. There's little fights. There's little uh, back and forth going on. So sign up or subscribe. Okay, let me ask you a in. question. Have you challenged anybody to a fight lately? 
on YouTube nah. or or Facebook. All right. It's, it's been a long. It's been a long time. I, uh, I think but I like the conditions that Joe would bring. Yeah. If you fly to my house in in <laughs> Philadelphia, I will. Fly well, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to give any, anyone my address. But we can meet at a in a dark alley or in an undisclosed location, maybe uh, a right, parking bad. lot. Yeah, or in a, uh, at a Motel Six or a Super Eight, <laughs> preferably a Super Eight. Yeah. Go ahead. Disturbing. That's pretty disturbing. That is. <laughs> um, friend of the show, Jed Frankfurter. Right. Nice. The subject is. Parody account revealed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So this is interesting. Yeah, I like this. Hey, <laughs> guys. Being unmasked. Hey, guys. It's the very best friend of the show, Jed Frankforth. I hope everyone is safe and doing well during this uncertain time. I was listening to a bonus Patreon episode the other day. You guys mentioned at Disco Master PP. Yeah. Now, it goes without saying he got plenty of mentions over the years on the podcast. Unfortunately, that account was unfairly suspended. After many attempts to rectify this to no avail, I'd likely I'd like to finally reveal that was my account. <laughs> I enjoy by being blocked being blocked by the likes of Shane Helms, X Pac, Gail Kim, Kevin Gill, and even the superior one himself. I also enjoyed fooling others, such as Dave Meltzer, Matt Hardy, Cyrus, and Mark Madden. I offended and was blocked by several other snowflakes and social justice warriors. The account was all in good fun, and who knew how easy it was to imitate Glenn on social media. Sorry, this email is not a question, but more of a confession. Love the show. Still my favorite podcast once episode, once since episode one. Next time I hang out with you guys, I'll buy dinner. Oh. The very, very best friend of the show, Jed Frank for their Bowling Green, Ohio. P.S. This is the most important part of this email. P.S. I think Mike Holder is Joe Troller. Wow. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> now that... Is something that needs to be investigated. Mike, let me tell you something. If you're listening to this show, Mike Holder, you egg-sucking dog. Okay, if we find out that you are Joe Troller, okay. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We're going to ban the Joe Troller emails from the uh, from the, um, from the mailbag true. because you, know, you have been banned, sir, by me. There's been right. several accusations. That, what do you think uh, about that? Go ahead, Joe. There's been several accusations that the identity of Joe Troller, whether I've been accused, Husey, and now Mike Holder, among others. No, no, it's not. So the Joel Troller email could possibly be one of you guys. Oh, okay. But Joel Troller was on Husey's message board way before, you know, the keeping one hundred stuff was whatever a thing. Well, you I, know, he's from, you see him on Husey stuff. I know that he has said, and I've seen comments where he's always, you know, saying he should be on one of the roundtables. So maybe that's the appropriate yeah, thing. Yeah, he always to do, says that, right? Is extend the invitation to Joel Troller to be on a roundtable, and maybe he has been extended. And he sends in emails if he wants to be on the thing. Since you know, see, well, well, first of all, he's not a Patreon member, right? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, Joe, hey, Joe Troller. Okay, we're not going to let you on the, on the round table for, uh, on, the, on the cheap 
for free, for, for, right. Uh, for free, right? When yeah. other people are paying for that option, right? Yeah, so, so forget it. You can. I would also like to, to see the show, that... if you want to be famous, you definitely will put you. We'll put you at the front of the line. Yeah, but you have to. Do, you have to do this. You have to sign up. Uh, I love that at the front of the line, like at a strip club or at a club, you know. Yeah. Uh, I would also like to say to our boy Jet Frank further, thank you for buying us the dinner, but really. What are the chances that we're going to be in Bowling Green's Ohio? All right. Well, he'll have to come to a show yeah, like think, near there. Yeah. His and I, have the meet and greet. Yeah. And then right. he'll buy the dinner this time. Yeah. His idea was. <laughs> um, just to reiterate, for anybody listening to the show for the first time, um, we all went out to a diner. We had a, we, we have a, one of the tiers. How much is a tier, Joe, where you can come out and meet us at the show and we'll, we'll go out to eat with us afterwards? How much is That's that? That's the top tier. That is the $100 tier. Right. So if we're ever near your town or you're at a show, we will absolutely make time for you. Okay, you can come meet us before the show, have, hang out with us after the show, especially if it's like the Philadelphia Arena, the 2300 Arena where they sell beer. So those guys got to, they hung out with us after the show. We went to the bar, we had some beers with them, talked to shoot, shot the shit, and then went to a diner where you can eat with us where I picked up the tab. <laughs> okay, LAX, Absolutely true. Conan, Patreon, uh, Joe Feeney, <laughs> his dad, and everything. And who, who's the guy that paid the bill? Me. All right. Picked so, yes, Jack. And I, somebody's daughter, too, right? Wasn't it the guy? Yeah, that... One of the guys' daughter, right? Yeah. We had Just... a big group. There. I actually think the patrons paid for themselves, but I paid for you bums. Right. <laughs> um, Josh Runyon was Conan there, did yeah. make it. Up, Conan Josh did make it up to me, though. He did make it up to me because uh, he picked up the tab for the Korean barbecue and went to go eat Korean barbecue. Isn't that unbelievable? Korean nice. barbecue shut down here. I can't even have Korean barbecue. That's all. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. They, no they thank you, you, too. Yeah. But everyone just keep um, that in mind because if as as we'll discuss later with Kevin Kleinrock, Expo Lucha was and still is scheduled to be in Philly in August. So if everything's going to plan and, and disco comes in as well, I know guys like Jed Frankfurther and Josh Runyon were talking about coming back for that. So if you're hearing you've heard the stories of the Patreon, you know, get togethers and whatnot, that'd be the perfect time to do it in Philly for Expo Lucha. Okay. Next one is from Kevin Mari, and the subject is sending my appreciation and a couple of questions from Kevin Mari. Mm-hmm. To the crew of Keeping 100, hello. Day one listener here. First time writing in. First of all, I'd like to thank all of you for having me and my fellow Patreon members, Mike Durbin and Carlos Hernandez, to be a part of one of your roundtable discussions. Uh, oh, so this guy, oh, he was on the show. He was the roundtable guy. Okay. Last week, yeah. It was an honor for me to be amongst podcasting royalty like the superior one, the great and legendary Conan, and one of the top producers and entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs in podcasting, Joe Feeney. Since I was yeah, in the presence of legends. I'm going to let that go by. <laughs> so, wait a minute. Well, you can do this one, too, because he's right. talking about Joe. Since I was in the presence of legends, like, Plural. Plural. I have forgotten to mention that I do follow NWA Power. I'm a fan of Ricky Starks, Thunder Rosa, and Zicky Dykes. Conan and the Almighty, Almighty Superior One. Have you seen their work? Have you worked with any of them in the past? To show my appreciation, I'd like to submit this piece of art on an up-and-coming artist. The artist's name is Vince Russo. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for all the entertainment you provided us in all your years in wrestling. On the show, respectfully, Kevin Mari, a.k.a. Kamari. Um, He he actually wrote a picture. Is this Vince's paint? Did he buy this from Vince? (laughs) Wait a minute. I I just opened it up. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a picture? Wait, what does it say? Thank you. Wait. Yeah, I don't. To think... Show my appreciation. I would like to submit this piece of art of an up and coming artist. Oh yeah, I guess so. He did buy this from Vince. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Maybe I should start doing some art. Cody, should I start doing art? One thousand percent. I like how he doesn't <laughs> even sign it. He just puts Vince. I, like, uh, I've seen Thunder Rosa work. I've not seen Ricky Starks and Ziggy Dice. <clears throat> Thunder Rosa is pretty good. 
Uh, what about Ricky Starks and Sicky Dice? Do you know anything about these, Conan? Uh, I worked with Ricky Starks in Aero Lucha, and uh, I thought he had charisma. He just needed to. Uh, um, he just work needed with, to uh, work with better guys. Right. Uh, I worked with Thunder Rosa. Everybody um, needs. This. Yeah, she's come a long uh, way. She's come a long way. I, bro, I like that show. I like NWA Power because I like what they're doing with Eli Drake and Jim Storm. Okay, that's a good little dynamic there. And they both cut good promos, especially Eli. I like Zicky Dice is hilarious. Okay. Uh, fucking, um, I like the Rock and Roll Express. They're over. I like Eddie Kingston. I like everything they're doing with the girls. Sienna, Melina, uh, this girl, um, Thunder Rosa. They've got a good show. It's a, good, it's a good show. Just a quick, while we're on that, let me let, let me give, hang on. Let me read you this yeah. one because it's also about NWA. Right. It's from Hot Jacket, and the subject is current NWA television title. I'm not sure if any of you keep up with NWA Power. Not a typo because he spells it with the three R's. But they introduced the NWA television title to the program, and they've established some criteria to make the belt different. The matches are all six minutes and five seconds, paying homage to the start time. And if the holder of the belt beats seven people in a row, they get a world title shot. Here's my question. Do you feel that the title diminishes their NWA National Championship, their original secondary title, or that matches are too short? Whatever, whatever, whether you guys are familiar with the program or not, I would like your thoughts on it. Thanks in advance. Um, that, to me, sounds like a good idea. If the belts are unique in the way they treat them. Yeah. you know. So I don't think it diminishes at all, especially if they're, this belt has specific guidelines. You know, I'm, I'm, I never really looked, thought of doing it that way. That's an actually interesting little... Uh, it's kind of like a video game type of thing. Like if you win seven in a row, you get a world title. I don't know. That That's creative. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a thumbs up. I, I like it. What do you think? Yeah, good idea. It's different, you know, and it gives it a, li- a twist, you yeah, know. Bill, well, Billy Corgan's a very creative, artsy guy. So I'm sure he's like, you know, not at a shortage of ideas like that. You know or if somebody gave him that idea, he's smart enough to use it, which yeah. is also, you know, what what good is it being a, a leader you don't know how to accept other people's ideas, but it's a very well, very well short, good show. It just feels it feels like when I would used to watch wrestling, you know, from Georgia. You know what I'm saying? Like that that feel. It's basically what they've done. They've taken that feel and brought it to 2020. Yeah, and to and okay, to, to put some emphasis on the TV title is smart because anyone who is an old fan of the NWA remembers that the TV title was such a huge part of great feuds and their TV show and everything. It was actually a really great title up until you know the Monday Night Wars even with guys like I think every Regal every top guy in the NWA actually had a a program for that belt at one yeah, time. Yeah, Tully, Wahoo, Dusty Flair. Yeah, I think did yeah. at one point. Um, all the Horsemen. Yeah. Dusty's is everybody, you know? Well, real quick, I had, uh, I had a side question from the one email because a guy mentioned Eddie Kingston, and I agree that Eddie's phenomenal to watch, great promo. But Conan, you worked close with him in that feud, the LAX feud and uh, Impact. But why do you think Eddie's never gotten a shot to go on a bigger stage? I mean, Impact seemed to be like his biggest break. I don't know. I've never met Eddie Kingston before till mm-hmm. I got to uh, Impact. And, uh, you know, when talking to management, maybe they felt he was a little difficult to work with on some things and um so i don't know that that could have been it you know but the guy's mega talented super talented and great on the mic and believable and so you know when he's doing his thing over there in nwa pro i'm glad homicide's there too and i also like the other guy that comes out the guy used to be in wwe they used to do the um the guy comes out with the other guy and does karate i don't know i've never heard of that sandow 
Sandow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And the other guy, the question mark, whatever, that the karate thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good little gimmick, too. Like, they got a good show. I enjoy it. Um, the next one is from Adam Hughes, affectionately known as Hughesy. Oh, yeah. All right. Conan, guess what I did uh, the other day? <clears throat> I did Hughesy's show again. A part two. Again? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it was a, it, it, it literally, you know what we may do just for content? Right. Conan, I may have you, we'll, we'll do a watch along. Right. And see how many times you would kazoo Hughesy's attempts at humor. Right, <laughs> I said it would have been a like a like a forty kazoo show, like at least. <laughs> do you, you like know, how Joe laughs? laughs? Wait, wait, do you like yeah. how Joe laughs? Well, yeah, of course, not even yeah. funny. Yeah. Okay, here's his email. Subject should be: Should Roman Reigns be removed from WrestleMania 36? <clears throat> I always try to make a joke with the mail, so what better thing to joke about than death by cancer? Oh, One of the biggest issues with coronavirus is not just that, that that's a bad joke too. So kazoo that. Horrendous. One of the biggest issues with coronavirus is not just it's so easily infectious, but also has a lethal effect on people with underlying health issues. What brings me to my question? Should Roman Reigns be removed from WrestleMania 36? The guy's dealt with leukemia twice in his life already, so it is risky to not have him in quarantine until some sort of vaccine or safety can be guaranteed. I know this isn't popular to say around some of the fans and even the listeners, but real life is more important than wrestling. P.S. Hey, Conan, let's talk soon. Yeah, that's not happening. I think um, if they had that's to... an interesting point. If they had to take Roman off the show, they might as well postpone the whole show. Yeah, because yeah, who knows? You know, I don't know. They're, they're, I mean, I'm conflicted in all this. You know, eventually they're going to have to. One, here's the thing: because we need the test, because we're in the the rising stage of the pin, where the thing where like people are going to be getting sick, we're going to be testing a lot of people, and the numbers are going to go up. And as that tapers off, and as we start continue to pump out tests, I think once tests in a couple months like are readily available in drugstores and stuff and everything, you know, however long it's going to take where you can just go buy the test. You know, it's just that once that comes out and we have like literally hundreds of millions of tests available to Americans where they can get tested for this, that might be the, uh, the, 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 the game changer in this because then you can test people to see if they can perform the next day, you know? So I don't know that that's what I, I don't, I don't know. We're, we're still in a gray area. Who knows? You know? But I know they've been monitoring him uh, because he's you know susceptible, like like Husey said. So at least from what I've read, they they check his temperature every day and all this stuff. They have the doctors watching him. So you'd have to imagine so far so good. Next one's from Luke Smith. Oh, what about you, Cody? What do you think? I don't even know what the question was. Should, Should Roman Reigns be taken off of WrestleMania and put in quarantine because yeah, he's got leukemia? He's had leukemia. Precaution. He's got an underlying underlying health condition. Well, everybody should be quarantined anyways. And if yeah. you've got an underlying condition, I think he'd be smart enough to do it. Or the promotion would be smart enough to say, hey, stay at home. He probably lives in a humongous home and he's chilling out, you know? Um, the next one is from Luke Smith. The subject is ratings. Hey, guys. Hope you're all staying safe during the worldwide health crisis. Appreciate the content you guys keep giving to us. Question regarding the Raw and SmackDown shows while well, there are no crowds. What do you think would happen if Raw used an hour more of the show each week, throwing back to classic matches and angles from the past? Example, some of the great Austin Attitude Area matches with The Rock and Bret Hart. Then just promote the current WrestleMania stuff in between. If the advertise that in advance, I actually think the ratings would go up. For me personally, I record it and watch it. It would be one way to make the best out of a bad situation without making the current roster uh, be there every week and do cringeworthy shit in front of no crowd. It's a possibility, but like I, I don't. I mean, I'm not. I don't really care about wrestling right now. Does anybody really care about wrestling right now? The usual 
hardcore fans. I mean, know. I'm not that interested. I'm interested in what's going on with this, you know? Well, they kind of they did kind of do that with Raw because they showed that match with Cena, Rollins, and uh, Lesnar, which was actually very good. Oh, yeah, I was there uh-huh. for that. <clears throat> Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I think that would be a good idea. Just cut promos and shit. I was. Did you see Rod all, uh, Joe, uh, Joe or Glenn? I had no. Uh, I, I went. It, like, I heard the AJ Styles stuff with, with Undertaker was pretty good. I'm not that interested in like for me. There's no crowd there. I just I don't find yeah. that you know the the format whatever they're trying to do with no audience. It's just not working. AEW yeah, found a better way to do it. Well, I think, let's but. be honest. If they're doing a no crowd, that building is too big for no crowd. They should be doing a studio. Well, they change. You know, like they, seriously, the, 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 the building being that, 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 that arena is too, it, it's a small arena, but it's too big right, for but no they, crowd. If you saw any pictures from it or anything like that, they changed the setup where the screen was closer. They There's no seats. They took the seats out because empty seats look fucking okay, stupid, right? Right, so, right. right. Yeah. It looks stupid, yeah. But yeah, uh, was, I just wanted to say real quick, so they did a... <clears throat> There was this one part where uh, Shayna Baszler was cutting a promo. She was sitting down cutting, you know, this promo, and uh, um, Becky Lynch came from behind her and hit her with a chair, but she didn't see her. And, bro, it's just even the, the announcer, I think it was this brother and maybe Michael Cole. Is that who the announcers are, Joe? On Raw, I'm not sure. Uh, Lawler. No, Cole's on SmackDown, right? So it's Lawler. Um, I just looked it up real quick. I don't think it was Lawler. Anyways, she hits her with this chair, and she's like, oh, my God, she just got hit with a chair. Like, there's no emotion. I can't believe this just – I mean, it's just very bland. You know, the, the, the announcers, this is where they need to pick it up more, and they don't, you know? Yo, this is the original player from the Himalaya, the one, the only, Sanjay Dutt. And you're listening to Keep It At 100 with my man, Conan, K-Dog, you know it, and – Praise the nose, respect the nose, the greatest producer and agent in wrestling history, in television wrestling history, the absolute greatest, the morale booster himself, Glenn Gilberti, the Disco Inferno. Disco, I love you, man. I miss you, dude. Hey, yo, this is international superstar, Mr. 450, the last of my kind, and you're listening to Keeping It 100 with Conan. Yes, Asoli. What's up, people? This is the Greek god Papadans, the greatest wrestler alive today, independent superstar, and you are listening to Keeping It 100 with the legendary, iconic man himself, my main man, Conan, a man who revolutionized pro wrestling and should be in the Hall of Fame, alongside his partner, JoJo, and their... Uh, I don't know how I put this. There's, I want to say sidekick, maybe they're uh, bag boy. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, that's more like it. In Greek, we have a word for him. We call him a malaka. The douchebag. I'm sorry. Disco Inferno. Now, me and my boys, the Conspiracy Horsemen, we're coming after Disco. Sooner or later, we're going to bump into him, and we're going to take him out and do the show a favor. That's not a conspiracy. That's a fact.
What was that? Have, how many movies have you walked out on your life? I only left the theater one time. There was time I'll stay to the end because they got my money. So I'm staying right. to the end. Uh, but uh, Black Hawk Down, the theater we were in, like the volume was just so loud. And it's just nonstop machine guns. And the girl I was with, she wasn't feeling it. So I knew how that night was going to end if I didn't get her out of there. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> so would I you have to, left the movie if you would have seen it by yourself? Uh, I don't know. It was rough because it was incredibly loud. And then, like, everybody was in there complaining and they wouldn't turn it down. I don't know if they could or what. But I, I wouldn't have left if I was uh, by myself. I probably would have hung in there. But right. Like I said, I had a different agenda. <laughs> So, uh, how's, um, so did you guys, you guys taped a bunch of TV at the Performance Center? Yeah, but I'm, I've been home. So, like, uh, they're usually mainly the producers from Florida. Right. Uh, and there's a couple that, there's a couple of people that play in, but, but, uh, I've been, you know, those of us that don't, I've been staying at home. Right. What do you, do you, do you live out in the country or do you, like, have, have neighbors? Yeah. I mean, I got neighbors, but this isn't like a city. It's, it's right. Suburban. Farm, so. you're, you're on the burbs. Yeah. I'm gonna go back to Atlanta pretty soon to go see my mom. She's 89, but she's on the road. She's never she she ain't gonna get sick. She's she's not near anybody, you know. So I'm not, I doubt yeah. she's gonna get it. So yeah, I mean had, I'm kind of fortunate, you know. Like when I'm not on the road, I don't really leave the house anyway. So now you know Karen's working from home, so she's able to work from home. The kids they don't give a shit. They're playing games all day long. So right now, and knock on wood, hopefully you know we get this thing under control. But right now, it isn't really affecting us too terribly bad. I started preparing for this uh, probably three to four weeks ago, though. So what did you buy? I, um, I just started buying like just little food things, you know, oodles and noodles, some Chef Boyardee's. I was never a hoarder, so just a little bit week by week, I would go stock up on some waters and some, some essentials and shit like that. But, dude, once China started shutting everything down, like that would, to me was the sign. Right. I was like... Something's happening here. So just you know, if I'm out of a couple hundred hundred dollars, so what? You know, but well, it's not even really out. You, you just eat it later. You know, it's like yeah. that's, all of the yeah. panic. I was hysterical here in Vegas because everybody bought up all the toilet paper, and like literally, they were saying like you know the thing like the grocery stores are not going to be running out of food and stuff and everything. It's not going to be like a shortage. It's just like everybody just bought it all at once. And like everybody's like fighting over toilet. I was like, Jesus Christ! All I need is one roll or one one uh, pack, like a four pack. I go for now. I go back to the store in a couple of weeks. Because you know, I, I go in our, our stores. The shelves were cleared out. There's like a two day period where they cleared out the shelves, and then you went back the next day, and then it's, it's like it was probably fifty percent restocked. And then just like it's just you go in the grocery store, you're not you you, you can find everything in, in our neighborhood. So, but we're born in a neighbor. You know, we're in a smaller town with a smaller neighborhood. But I'm worried about what's going to happen to Las Vegas in general if this thing persists for months and months and months and months. Well, if you know, if you've seen uh, Trump was already saying that he wants everything going back to normal That's, by Easter, whatever he said, don't, don't listen to what he says. Uh, listen can't. to what we do. Yeah. yeah. You know, like like because like every, bro, he, the guy's out there talking every day. He's trying, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. He's here. Half the country's going to hate what he says. Half is going to like it no matter what he says. It's just well, half all almost pointless. Bullshit, you know, it's not, not true. The guy started late on the story. He thought it was a hunch. You know, he's fucking always... Thought it was a what? A hunch. I have a hunch. Those aren't the real numbers. You know, I have a hunch this is going to go away. Uh, why don't you take a test? Why should I take a test? You know, all that bullshit, that's not good leadership, bro. So, I mean, come on. That's I'm why people watching, have... I'm watching, what, I'm watching what they're doing. I don't even listen to his press conferences. Because I'll get it every day. Everybody's, everybody's tweeting about it afterwards and stuff. I just read about what we're doing. Because that's all that really matters, and it's like I just look at those numbers, and I'm following these, uh, these like 
chemical experts that are looking at the models and trying to figure out what the numbers are saying and what the trends are. That's all I'm just doing right now is just see see what the math is showing because you know the the wrestling. I mean, bro, best thing to do. Yeah, so it's like him. Right, I'm ignoring all the politicians. I'm ignoring all the politicians. All the politicians I'm ignoring because they're politicians. The last thing we need in this is politicians and politics. Like that's the last thing we just need to figure out a way. To stop the spread of this and and then get get stuff going forward. I'm just, that's all I'm looking at right now, and that's really all. I mean, and it's up to it's it's up to, you know, as much as everybody wants to complain, it really is just up to everybody. People like us that are just going home and staying inside, you know. And it's like there's just a percentage of the country that just refuses <clears throat> to accept that that they they should do that. And it's just like you know we're what was a very, against them, you know what's you know? a very interesting thing I read, Shane. What's <clears throat> that? which I never even thought about this till they brought it up. They said one of the reasons that it was easier to control in China was because they're used to taking orders from the government and we're not, and neither are the people in Europe. So they're like, fuck it. You're not going to tell us what to do or where to go. Like right now here in San Diego, they told motherfuckers, don't go to the beach, you know, in groups. First thing motherfuckers do they're at the beach in groups, Miami beach too. Party. So now they're just going to close the motherfucking beach and you just can't go because people aren't listening. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Bro. Where yeah. in China, they tell you not to go to human the beach. Beings, yeah. Human beings are dumb as fuck. We all know that. <laughs> yeah. like, and, Bro, here. and that's why you need government. That's why all these people that like, they're all anti-government and all of that. If you let people to their own devices, this is what happens. Right. This is what happens when you don't have laws and shit because people that don't want to work in a group that don't want to live in a society if you don't want to live in a society then go live out in the fucking woods or get, you know go find the island and live on that and just see how well things work out for you you know what's funny i you saw know, a clip you live in a society you know you got to work within those rules i, saw I would a love clip. to live on an island with just you and hooventude nothing nice <laughs> i saw i saw a I clip that'd be terrible i saw a clip from brazil did you guys see that clip from brazil where they, they had the people on the beaches so helicopters are riding up on the beaches and blowing sand all over everybody to shoo them off the beaches. <laughs> no. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a great idea, you know? <laughs> they're just blowing them like a sandstorm and everybody just leaves the beach. Nah, here they're going to find you if they find you at the beach. Like, they well, just, me... just straight up closed it. <clears throat> well, what we're trying to and do is just ultimately... too, they, A lot of those people don't have kids and stuff, you know? Like, people that have kids, like, you don't want your kids to do it, so you're trying to isolate and yourself you know i mean when i was young i was dumb as shit not saying i would have been this dumb but you know when you're young and you don't have anybody to answer to you're kind of a little reckless so that's why you see all these spring breakers and stuff they don't got nobody to answer to and the worst part responsible for other human beings and the worst well they're responsible for themselves and others but here's a here's a problem that when they first heard oh it's like only hitting old people they must have been well fuck it then (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah remember at the beginning that was kind of the narrative yeah, you know, it's basically old people or people that have underlying conditions. So young people are like, "Fuck, spring break, it's on." But that, but even even then, they're just morons because that's how all viruses work. Every single virus ever affects older people more so than than younger people. They have weaker immune systems. All viruses work like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, that wasn't something unique to this one. But yeah. that was really weird when people kept saying that, like, "Yeah, it affects older people." I'm like, "Yeah, all viruses." Do. Everybody thing though. Yeah, that's that's what happened to my dad. I mean, he got he got the flu, he got pneumonia because he was say he was 80, uh, 80 years old, and just just the damage it did to his heart. He was in the hospital for eighteen days. 
and that, then they got to put a pacemaker in him and stuff. And just in this, like a year and a half later, he he, he didn't make it. You know, it beats you up when you're yeah. when you're older. And plus, he was a smoker too. And so there's so many things that like, if you do right now that you're like going, uh oh, I'm higher risk. You know, but like I'm, I, all of us that are healthy, I might have I might have had it already. As far as I know, there was a couple days where I had a a, a cough, maybe a little. I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't. I never miss work. I've only missed work like once in eleven years, but to me, bedridden is work. So maybe I didn't have the the fever. So I don't know. Just sucks. Yeah, I, think, I, think, weird... I think if you have it like a fever, from what I've read, I think a fever is like the first sign. Like right. if you the never fever. had a fever, and then again, who checks the temperature every day? I don't know. Right. But you, right. you don't know you have one. But so, like I said, I'm not a sign. Don't take my medical advice either. Yeah. What uh? So like what uh? Like WWE's taping like how many t- weeks of TV did they tape? Do you know? Uh, I mean, they're doing a couple of Raws. I mean, they're doing Mania matches this week and uh, SmackDown, I guess, you know. I mean, so, you know, I give feedback on when they, they send me the and I give my feedback on it. And it's, what, uh, it's, a weird, it's a weird time. This is like one of the weirdest, uh, you know, points in our of lifetime. my lifetime. I ain't never seen a shit like this. I'm just going back to the, the, the only difference, the difference between this and 9-11 is, is this is like a, 9-11 was a, like, like a shock because it happened like on a day out of nowhere, right? And everybody just panicked because mm-hmm. like this, we we thought we were under attack. You know, <clears throat> it's like we're under. I I feel this is the way. This is what worries me about this. Is this just I I feel like like we're under attack because I, I look at I look at China. I look at what this virus has did or has done. What it's doing to our economy. What it's done to our stock market. What it's doing to every other country on the planet Earth except for China. Where in China. The companies there aren't allowed to sell stocks during a pandemic. The China stock market is the only stock market that didn't crash in, in the uh, during this whole thing because all these um, uh, because they weren't allowed to sell any stock, right? Even while the, the business was shut down. So this is what I'm worried about. That. That, right. But that was their government being smart, taking it serious. Right. That so, was their. So, I mean, but, they did lose. A, they shut down for two months, bro. They lost a ton of money. Yeah. From an economic standpoint, just not stock market because their leader, just like, I mean, South Korea had, South Korea and America had the same uh, first case on the same day. They got a, they got their first case on the same day we got ours on the first. They took it seriously and right away they got it under control. We didn't because of dumb shit and uh, here we are. And now we're way behind. It's not we're even further Shane, behind. Shane, you, you always, you guys always, he says, you always say it's because of Trump. Well, it's not because I of, did, bro, I did we were, that. we Art, the He's CDC the was charged, not, motherfucker. Well, no, but the CDC bro. was not set up. The, our country is different than China because we don't have virus outbreaks all the time well, like they do He banned the motherfucking we, department. He no, disassembled it. Fake, okay, fake. What? News. It just okay. What, what no, no, happened that's, to it? You, I'm, I'm going to play you a clip on the show today. Okay. All the talking points that like like that one, and right. just fake, just all the all the facts on that. But that, those, those are talking points. Right, let, okay, let, but is that, let me say this. He was He was briefed on this as late as December. Mm-hmm. He kept downplaying it, saying it wasn't a threat. Meanwhile, shit's happening in China. That whole time shit was happening in China, my dumb ass in North Carolina took it seriously and started preparing. He couldn't. Okay. He wouldn't because he's arrogant and stupid. We're, we're, we're a week of everybody else in Europe. And, and, and China is not the epicenter anymore. Europe is. Bro, this is the thing. We're, we're two weeks from now. As we started mass producing all this equipment, masks, everything, and all that, test kits and stuff like that, it's going to be a different story. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But like right now, it's like you know, Bro, you will it's just it's hitting everywhere. There's like, I'm I'm just I'm just going by the facts of what's actually happening. When the happened. motherfucker's wrong, what's wrong with that? He was wrong. He was late. He was late, bro. He. Yeah, I didn't. All. I didn't hear. Okay, if he was late, where were the people saying he was being late before he was late? Is that your excuse what? for him being late? I'm just saying, bro, bro, let me tell you something. Wait, wait is that your it's excuse like, for him being late? Nobody else brought it up. No, no, you're, you're, using revi- you're using revisionist history, okay? It's a pandemic. Tell me, okay, the previous pandemics that we've had during, during this period of time, let, let me explain them all. You mean Ebola, SARS, H1N1? What about them? Okay, uh, uh, what you call it? So the, the last one we had in 2000, what was it, the swine flu in 2009 or whatever it was? The, uh, yeah, H1N1. 20,000 20, Americans were infected and a thousand people had already died before we declared it a national emergency. Right. Okay. We shut the borders of China. Brother, listen to me. You guys, all you guys. We shut, we shut the borders guys, of China. All the, tr- all the people that he's still your focus. <laughs> I mean, the one thing that, the one thing this virus is not, the one thing this virus is not done is cure people of Trump derangement syndrome. Actually, the virus has inflicted more Trump derangement syndrome because all everybody, they, they think the president is like the only person. You're, that you're an idiot. I want you to know you are I damaged know. shit. That's the only thing well, this virus just, hasn't, hasn't done is stop more <laughs> like you from believing this whole shit. You no, I'm not. I'm not. Your damn hair is brown. You guys are trying to say that like we like this is Trump's fault. There's, there's, he failed to act. People, no, it's not his fucking fault. He, he failed, failed to act, not, moron. Failed to act. Failed to act. Failed to act in relation to who? Failed to act in relation. Bottom line. Failed to act in relation to who? Compare the compare hey, our actions to he, other. He blamed, if you're saying he, he failed to act it on a Democrat. No, 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 South Korea. Why did they get that? Okay, okay, okay. All right, time out, time out. Perfect. I got you guys now. Okay. No time out because you keep talking to us and you know. No, 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 no. I can do that too. You shut the fuck up and let us get some words in. Okay. Go ahead. Let me. I'm gonna get get my words in. I mean, because you guys are wrong here. No, you're wrong. You've always been wrong, you dumbass. South Korea has this under control. I'm not telling you, you. moron. Learn how conversation works. South Korea had their case the same time as we did. They got it under control. The only difference is they took it seriously and acted. So if you want to say it's their government and our government, and you don't want to say our government is led by Trump for whatever fucking reason, then you're wrong. They acted. We didn't. They got it under control. We don't. That's the facts. No matter how you try to spray <laughs> perfume all over that dog shit, it's still oh dog shit. But can, I, can I ruin your argument now? Are, are, are yeah, South Korea and the United shit. States of America, though? Let me ask you a question. Are China, South Korea, and the United States the only three countries on the planet Earth? That's a simple oh, question. Are we just making up stupid questions that don't no, have no, anything no, no, to do no. with anything? No, no, no. 
So when you're saying so you're the the premise of your argument is that we didn't do it as good as South Korea did, which is one country. Okay, compared to all of the other countries, how do we compare to them in response? Now you're comparing us to South Korea. That's 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 your argument. Well, South Korea did everything, so it's one country. We didn't do it as good but as why South, did Korea. I, well, South, South Korea. Why did I? Why did I pick Japan? I mean, they did the, uh, China. I mean, what? What are the? Why countries? did I pick South Korea? Because you picked you pick one country. So I, I South will South say is, no. I didn't do that randomly, jackass. I picked them because they had their case on the same day we had our first case. That's mm-hmm. an easy comparison. That's how it would work. Okay, this happened here. This happened here at the exact same time. Why has this country got it under control and this one does not? That's the argument. That, that's all I'm saying. Uh, they acted, we did not, and here we are. Okay, so what you're saying is because we did not act as good as South Korea did, Trump has done a terrible job. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah, that's what everybody's okay. saying. Everybody <laughs> that's right. We didn't act. So we rank probably third or fourth of all the country thing because we're ahead of everybody else. We're ahead of Europe. We're ahead of Australia. We're ahead of everybody except for South Korea and Japan, which is right next to China, all right, and everything. But you're saying that, that we failed because we did not do it as good as South Korea. And South Korea does not have it totally controlled yet. They're, they're saying there's going to be there's another outbreak happening because they're letting everybody. But it's like, bro, our country is different. We're 330 million people divided over way large landmass than ever than than these other countries. J- J- Japan, yeah, if we have South Korea is the biggest. South Korea is 50. Seriously, South Korea is 50 million people in a, in a place the size of like. Uh, you know, north, like North and South Carolina. You know, it's a lot easier to distribute services when the people are concentrated in a smaller, you know, a landmass area than it is in this country. We have fifty governors that are supposed to be taking care of their states. You know, what I'm saying that's like, bro, there's governors right now. Our governor shut everything down. Mayor Cuomo shut. Or governor, uh, Governor Cuomo shut. Governors have responsibilities here too. The only thing we can do, we can say a national lockdown. But then we'd have to bring in the military and declare martial law. So it's like we're we're not. This is a terrible situation. But to think that like we've failed is is too early to tell you. We're handling it not bad. It's a fucking pandemic, and we can't get spring breakers to stay off the beaches. Stuff you know. It's like it's a, we have different issues here than other countries. Other countries usually, are, especially in Asia, the people are more disciplined. They, 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 David, it's a different. You've been over there a million times. You know the culture and stuff. It's like they're just different than we are. They care about this stuff more than we do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm, that's why I don't listen to the politicians. Everything I'm just watching what's so you, happening. You're trying to tell me that See, China. You know that you're trying to tell me that China, which isn't known for its humanitarian effort mm-hmm. at all, the sweatshop capital of the world. You're trying mm-hmm. to tell me they took it seriously because they care about their people more. No, they're authoritarians. Why they would they? Why I would they take it so seriously? If it they, wasn't real and it wasn't a threat, if it was just a democratic hoax, why did they take it so serious? Well, why didn't and they Trump tell everybody on his ass was happening? Why did they tell everybody they did, was happening? It was on the news. It was on the news. If Shame. you stop watching Trump Shame. CNN or whatever the fuck you watch over there, Shane, December what was the first case? December thirty first or something like that, or December mid December, right? By by January 18th, the Chinese government had told the World Health Organization, the WHO people in charge of health of the world, that there was no human-to-human transmission, that it was still all being transmitted by animals. Okay? So if they were taking, taking it seriously, they weren't telling anybody else to. 
because they were telling everybody else, oh, there's no human to human transmission. Like, that's they what had gives to, me the they feeling. They had to tell you. The, um, both, the I'm not world, the world, exactly what China's saying either. The World Health they told the World Health Organization, they lied to them. China lied. They took care of their people while they were letting the virus spread to other countries and get out there. That's why I get the feeling this feels to me somewhat like an attack, like we're under attack because here's China with all these companies now, with all this money that they got to keep, okay, because they weren't allowed to sell their stocks. And now all of a sudden, our country is going to need investments to try to build the economy back up. And who's sitting there with all this money? All these Chinese corporations, everything that are trying to infiltrate that. It just looks to me that like this feels like an economic warfare, like we're under attack. Like the China is well, this true. Sort of China, you know, that that's why I feel that that's why it's if like that's you know, true. If that's true, then they gambled on Trump being a moron and they win it. Um, I don't. I think they're gambling on Joe Biden becoming the president. That's what it's to me because if Joe Biden likes China, has a good relationship with the Chinese guys, and it's like if this thing. Here's my prediction: if this plays out, this like is, this sister, is so weird because I think that uh, Shane, <clears throat> can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. So I've already told this story, so I'll make it very brief. So like this, there's this bioweapons expert, right? Uh, Francis Boyle or something like that. And so he's a guy that based, he's our bioweapons expert. So he's basically saying that after all the research that he did, the Chinese had basically mixed uh, SARS with, um, what was the other one? SARS and AIDS, and they had made a bioweapon, and some fucking employee got infected in a BSL-4 lab, which is where they handle all this shit, in Wuhan, and he went out into the fucking market. He was there 14 to 24 days, and he, he's a guy that exposed people, right? But at the same time, you also think to yourself, conspiracy theories, you know, it's like, I almost feel like, just like Disco says we're under attack, I almost feel like we're under, we're auditioning for something bigger in the future where they're going to be able to control us. And that's the scary yeah, part. That's the scary part You can't discount that. Can't, do, do you feel, do you, Shane, you're not the big conspiracy guy, but do you feel like, are you, do you gravitate towards some of these conspiracy theories too? I mean, I'm interested by them. But I think that if China did that, then they apparently attacked their own self first, which seems odd on the surface. Yeah, but they don't but here, care about here, with here's, but they don't care about their the, people. Here's the thing what I've learned about the government, bro, and this is the sad realization if it's true, Shane. We can go back to the USS Maine where they killed, you know, US soldiers so they could get into the war with Spain over Puerto Rico and Cuba and all that. We can go back to 911 if the government did kill people to get into a war. We can go into Pearl Harbor where they knew the Japanese were coming. They had early warning system. They didn't say anything so the United States could get into a war. It almost seems to me that the United States and any country is not afraid to kill some citizens to reach their goal. And that is scary. It is. Yeah. And you watch, it's happened enough over history that you can't ignore it. You know, like right. if, if you just right. say, oh, that's not going to, there's no way. You can't say there's no way that's good, that could happen when it actually has happened. So it's like, that's why none of these conspiracy theories, you can, you have to keep like a, a percentage of your brain, that, that window open, just in case it's, you know, it's, it's right. Hold in, guess what? Yo, what up? Sponsoring Keep It 100 this week is our good friends at Real Good Foods. Um. 
Yes, especially during these times. This is a perfect fit for us and the members of our audience try to eat better foods, get healthier, and lose weight. Plus, Real Good Foods is open for business and will continue to ship during this crazy time, and they've lowered their shipping minimum. It's all about feeling better, and Real Good Foods will make you feel real good. No more sluggishness or feeling weighted down. If you go to their website at realgoodfoods.com and use the code KEEPIN100, you can get 15% off your entire order. From breakfast sandwiches to pizzas to Italian entrees to stuffed chicken and more, all this stuff is delicious, they use real ingredients, and they are high protein and low carb. And for any people that follow the show, I basically touted the high, the high protein, low carb diet for a long time now, and you can see the results. And a lot of people have tried it, and they're getting results from it. Do not miss your chance to get a 50% discount by going to realgoodfoods.com. That's R-E-A-L-G-O-O-D-F-O-O-D-S. And use our code KEEPING IT 100, K-E-E-P-I-N-I-T-1-0-0. Plus... Real Good Foods released their first ice cream on March 13th. It's the first ever super premium ice cream with real ingredients. Extra creamy, no chalky texture like other light ice creams, only 4 grams of sugar and 180 calories per serving, and it's made with fresh milk and cream. This is a game changer, and it's coming to you courtesy of Real Good Foods. Once again, that's called Keep It 100 with your 15% off. Support the show and enjoy all the delicious and healthy foods and snacks they have to offer. That's realgoodfoods.com, R-E-A-L-G-O-O-D-F-O-O-D-S, and the discount code K-E-E-P-I-N-I-T-100 for 15% off your entire order. Bro, all three of us have been eating it, so I want to get uh, two of your favorite things from each one of you, and I'm going to start. One of them, which I actually saw Ryback, friend of the show, on those mukbang or whatever they're called, eating things that he does. He was right. eating one of the uh, stuffed chickens, mm. okay? The chicken and, enchiladas. Yeah. Those, and, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I love those. Yeah. Uh, those are super over with me, and the bacon-wrapped stuffed chicken uh, is excellent. And then, of course, I had to try the ice cream. I tried the Tanzanian vanilla. It is absolutely delicious. Boom. How about yeah. you, Joe? Yeah, I, uh, I've been eating the breakfast sandwiches for a few weeks now. So I start my day off with the breakfast sandwich, and then I've definitely treated myself to the ice cream since they released it. I, uh, I really have enjoyed the peanut butter chocolate. Been, uh, nice. been eating that since they, uh, since they released it. So the ice cream... You know, it, it really, it's probably the best tasting ice cream I've ever had. It really is. If you, if you look at like one of the big enemies of the low carb diet is Mexican food and pizza. But Real Good Foods is one of the only places I've seen to do it right where there's literally like just a minimal amount of carbs in the pizza. It's all like cheese and stuff and everything and all that the way they do it. And the enchiladas, like Mexican food is always like a tortilla, a flour, flour tortilla. They do these enchiladas their style, and it's just got like hardly any carbs at all. And it's just, they're the perfect substitutes for Mexican and pizza. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, get your real good foods at Real Good Food. Boom. I beat it to 
much. I ain't gon' eat you, ain't gon' drown me, and I pounded enough. You see me leaving with that big butt coming. With the fucking funny pussy up in her stomach. Sitting in the front, cause TV's running. Peanut butter leather seat with big truck on it. I must have kidnapped the nigga, man, honey. Cause I heard him hollering, hold on, baby, I'm coming. Triple Six, this is called Mr. Phoenix, and this guy's from Amsterdam, New York. And I'll get the other one ready. Yo, I've been really aggravated, and it's hard to get motivated when the payment's fucking lacking. Why you acting like a fucked up? And I do not fall short, just put me in the dump store. I heard you fuck from average. Imagine just an addict. I stayed in my tragic. 
as if you've been doing this for a while. Just get the message to your brain. We do not think this All right, that's enough. All right, it started off with disco. Awful. It's just a perfect can that they're, they're like, it's just there's nothing, there's no music in there. It's like, it's, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing good there. Nothing. All right. Joe? I liked it. Uh, right. It, 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 the only thing that concerned me was I looked and I was like, this fucking song is only like a minute 20. Like, it seemed yeah. like the beat was good and the rap was not as good as the beat, but I was like, why is it going to be so short? So, but I'd still say it was good. I thought it had potential. I'll give, I'll give you a great example of what it sounded like. When you watch these TV shows and they're not allowed to play, uh, like if there's like a scene where there's a <laughs> DJ playing, right. but they're not allowed to play like uh, copyrighted music, that would be a, a song that you would hear. Like, like in a TV show and some like some music they got playing in a, in a whorehouse or something. <laughs> You know, just, it's just like, like, just, like, just like some, some stock rap that they have. Yeah, background, yeah, noise, yeah. music playing. And I think like a young, like the young crowd that listened to Little Pump and shit like that, they would probably like that type of beat. I do think that. What Disco said reminds me that, of. Oh, that's all they have now. You listen yeah. to the music today, it's just like boom, beats, boom, beats, boom, beats, boom. and the same shit over and over and over and over, bro. And that's why, like when I hear old music, the, uh, like yesterday, I was listening to this thing by Van Halen. I'm like, bro, the reason this music is so great is because it's fucking, they're live musicians and they're singing fucking live. Mm, 100%. You know, this, this is just beats and beats and beats and auto-tune and Percocets and suck my dick and I fucked you in the ass and it's the same shit over and over and over, you know? It's really mindless. But I do think the young mindless uh, of America would like that song. Do you give it yeah. to Frank? Uh, sealed, uh, uh, Frank. Oh, God, no. The young, mindless people of America can have it. Uh, it. It's just, it's a beat and a guy, you know, with, like you said, the lyrics are just foolish and it's just, that shit's been done so many times and just nothing, nothing's jumping out. It's just, just mailing it in. All right. Just, Nah. That's so. That's four thumbs down in a row. I'm five. loving this. Go five. 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 Yeah. five. Oh, so, wow. Just the last one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, last one. Last chance. I really me. want this to be good. Save I don't want to go baby. a whole show with without giving another seal out at all. I've never done that. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> go ahead. So uh, I located it. It is uh, from Chicago, Illinois. The band right. is called uh, Dolari, and this is right. called Transparent. So a lot of pressure on this song here. All right. 
Guys, let me let me ask you something. Does that yeah. does that not sound like a song that could have been like in Pretty in Pink or Sixteen Candles? That's, I was just saying the exact no. same thing. That like, sounds like something from what? the eighties. But I what eighties television show would that have been the soundtrack for? You mentioned Conan. You mentioned what? Bon Jovi. The beginning with the synthesizers at first. That's I was like, wow, that sounds kind of like Bon Jovi. But then they cut it out. It was that only sounded intro, like but... something right out of the eighties. But I'm gonna have to right, recuse Halen, myself because right. I know who this is. Go ahead, yeah. uh, go ahead, Frank. Recusing yourself? Yeah. Uh, I uh, well, okay. So like I said, that honestly to me, it sounded like something you would see in a John Hughes nineteen eighties film, and. Right. Uh, maybe, maybe because I enjoy that genre of film a lot, and uh, that brings me back to a, a real happy time in my life. I'm gonna go ahead and give it the seal. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm hey, man. not. I'm not. I, uh, and let me tell you why. Okay, because well, I buried everything. That's why it's called the Juicy Frankie seal, not the Juicy right. Disco seal. <laughs> you, had to, right. you had to give somebody this. The, the, hey. <laughs> somebody that's <laughs> anything anymore, right? No, no. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. This guy put together at least. A good melody. He had a good voice. The song was listenable it, by comparison. And like I said, maybe just because it takes me back to that mid '80s John Hughes teenage film that I like, uh, I'm giving it the seal. When I reveal to you who it is, you might want to change that vote. But go ahead, uh, yeah, son one, of a bitch. Uh, number one. Okay, this Damn sounds it. exactly like when I went to college in 1985, like '86, '87. Those years in college. Yeah. And because I was in college, I was being forced to listen to music like this because that's what the college kids are playing. Right. And it's, it's like I pretended that I liked it because the college kids, this is what the music they were playing. Years later, I look back at that music and say, why did I listen to like crappy music back then? That, that, that's what I feel. That's what what, may, what music of. did you listen it's to? It's reminded of songs of a genre where I had a genre appear to my life where everybody's playing music like this, and I had to hear because in the bars and stuff, everything, and I didn't like it, and that—that's sure. what that reminded me of. So I give it the thumbs down. Boom. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually gonna do this from now on. I'm gonna give the thumbs down. How about you, Joe? Um, you know, and Frankie might remember this band, Disco, might too. I don't know if Conan would, but you know what it reminded me of? Do you remember a band called Collective Soul from of the early nineties? Shine. Yeah. I'm not a fan. And, yeah. So it just reminded I, me of that, but. Uh, it, it was good. I wish it was a little harder, a little heavier, but it was it was good. Yeah. I'd give it a thumbs up. To me, it was more like like Spandau Ballet or one of those one of those eighty yeah. bands that had kind of like one hit, you mm. know. Okay, yeah. just just to keep track here, Joe had three thumbs up and three thumbs downs. Okay. Yep. Frankie five thumbs downs, one thumbs up. <laughs> me six thumbs down, <laughs> and Conan five thumbs down and one abstain. And I'm going to unrecuse so- myself, and I'm going to bury it. Okay, so there <laughs> you go. Okay, that was quick. <laughs> we get an official score, right? Who is this? Okay, so you got to let the cat out of the bag. What's going on? That has to be Mike Durbin, correct, uh, Joe? That was a, a band Mike Durbin was a part of, uh, I think he said 10 years ago or something like that. Oh, my God. Yes. And he, played, not- the tri- he played the triangle, but go ahead. What? <laughs> do, we not li- do we not like Mike Durbin here? He's one of these dark yeah. podcast guys that like is get you know just, right. So I was like, well, he's we, cool, we, we bust his butt, but we bust his butt. I, I yeah. think he's he sent in another song previously that yeah. I actually yeah, put over yeah, yeah that was good. Yeah. That was yeah. a good song. Okay, yeah. Um, but we didn't. I honestly <laughs> think that so, Durbin's that game is to be a part of Fozzie. Oh God! I think that's what he's trying to like. Yeah, he's luck. Anybody need a bass player? Good luck. Yeah. So five. 
five, five thumbs down and one thumbs up from Frankie. That's that's one the seal. One that's seal the, was given this week. One seal was given. Frankie, where where can people find you, my brother? Well, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Frankie Kazarian on Twitter and uh, Frankie Kazarian official on Instagram, and those are, that's where I'm most active. Um, you know, keep up with AEW. Honestly, I can't say what what's going on going forward because they're still dealing with a lot of the unknown. Um, and uh, you know, it's 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 crazy times, dude. But it's kind of cool that we are uh, living through them. You know, and surviving and still active in the wrestling business. You know, this is going to be a this is going to be a hell of a story. Come you know, once this all blows over yeah well bro i uh want to congratulate you on everything that you're doing friend of the show you know what i'm saying and Thank uh you. come back on the next uh juicy frankie seal and i'm so glad that everybody got buried except one song <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah. for being i keep it at 100 frankie thank oh. you guys be safe all right
respetable público, lucharán dos de tres caídas sin límite de tiempo. En esta esquina, el santo y I just, I just previously had just told Joe, if he's not on camera, don't even what, put him not, on. Not only on camera, Master Public t-shirt, sweatshirt, and hat just for you. Beautiful. Actually, it's, this is like, see, now, now when everybody's at home in quarantine and stuff, everything's out of order, now he decides to, uh, to, to advertise his, his, his merch Plug on it. here. Plug away. Well, I mean, <laughs> listen, this makes it a little bit easier when I'm stuck at home quarantined. How's that? How's quarantine there in Vegas going? I hear it's uh, just it is what it is. I got my bike, my bicycle, and my rubber band thing, and it's just like I go outside, I go biking, I walk to the, I walk to the. It's just like I live in a neighborhood, so I just walk to the grocery store. You know, it's like a ten minute walk there, ten minute walk back, a good, good walk. You know. Let me tell you a story, Klein uh, Rock, which I don't think you've ever heard. See the guy behind you, the Tinieblas thing. Yeah. All right. He's right behind you. Okay. Well, here, first, I'll introduce him. Introduce him. It's been a while. Do the introduction. Uh, yo, we're back with Disco's favorite segment of the show, the Mass Republic Minute. What it do, Kevin? Boom. Wait a minute. How, why we? I thought we canceled the segment. I'm back, baby. Yeah. So, like, so let me ask a question. Back. So, yeah. so you're available during pandemics. Yes, yes, but just, otherwise, just, I yes. <laughs> not a, yeah, you feel free to record during pandemics, right? It's like, you know, like, <laughs> oh, so so whenever there is a viral infection, we can expect the introduction, the reintroduction of the Mass Republic Minute. So <laughs> yes, when, whenever I am forced to uh, to stay or in national, my home, no, 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 no. Or, whenever there's a national, virus, or Mass Republic seems to pop up out of nowhere. Yeah. So you're returning to the show like COVID nineteen. Let me yeah, ask you a question, Klein Rock, just real quick. Yes. Is China virus a racist term? Uh, I, I, yeah, well, did it start in China is the first question. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, been, I, but I, let's be honest. If China virus is a racist term, yeah. it's the least racist of all. It's, it's, it's definitely ranked last on all the racist terms that you, that you can say, I would say. China virus. Things well, China, so. considering, I mean, China is a country, and so the fact that he's used the word China instead of something more awful than that, then yes, that probably, that probably, you know, links it as, as less racist. But do we've you, seen, think, we've seen think, how people have been treated, uh, and I don't think that helped. Do you think China, do you think Trump behind the scenes refers to it as the quote-unquote weakness virus or quote-unquote the goof virus I'm behind the sure scenes? Probably, he probably does. <laughs> Would you consider those racist terms? Yes, yes, I absolutely. Do. So that's what I'm saying. It's like you could call it that and be racist, in my opinion. Calling it the China virus stuff. It's like we, me and Conan argued about that last week. So, well, like a, uh, my only argument was because his was yeah, we've had the German measles and the fucking all this other bullshit. Russian and interference. Like, Right. I mean, so, like, you know, but we're, so we're not saying that the Russian people well, interfered well, in the election. We're saying well, Russian government interfered. That's what we see right. the China virus. We're right. not calling but it the Chinese people or Chinese Americans. China, China, the Chinese country. It's their China. virus. Okay. So uh, my whole thing was so the thing's called coronavirus, right? 
no reason to be ramping up the geopolitical right. problems we already have with China by you calling it the China virus and getting over with the only people you only give a fuck about your base. I Wait, a Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me, let, me finish. let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> and then, then there must be something to that because yesterday or the day before he came out and he goes, hey, Asian Americans, we love you and all this yeah. other bullshit. <laughs> so something must have happened for him to come out and say that, okay? Because he's never going to say he's wrong. He'll never say he's wrong. So that was his way of whatever people, his people around him said, hey, bro, this is going to cause some problems with the Asian American community or whatever. He came out and he basically had to amend that statement. So that's what if why. This I, coronavirus, what if this coronavirus has started in Mexico? Right, and it came from Mexico. Coronavirus, because maybe that's a kind of a little racist term there too, maybe, huh? <laughs> Are you there right, Conan? Maybe it's a term called coronavirus that didn't just come up now. Yeah, but what if it was coming from Mexico though? Don't people would well, look that at that as possibly a racist term? That would be a coincidence. But that, I don't think people would look at it because of a, I think enough people would complain. Because that's what Twitter is, a bunch of trolls that just love to complain about idiot. stuff. I think people okay. complain about that. Uh, All right. So let's so get let's get down to the mass let me public. Tell you this, let me tell thing. you the story that you'll like, uh, Kevin. You there? I'm there. Yep. Right. So when I first got the TJ, you remember Benjamin Mora? He owned the Lucha yep. Libre magazine, all right? At this time, when I broke in, the, I, the, the way to promote yourself in wrestling, there was no TV. So it was magazines, Okay. And this guy in Tijuana, he owned probably the biggest, most famous magazine, which is called Lucha Libre. And so they were the owners of like all these um, names and gimmicks. You know what I'm saying? And I, for some reason or somehow, I think it was Valente Perez, who's a guy that came up with Mil Mascaras. He came up with Tinieblas. And when I came into the business, Moro was going to give me the name Tinieblas Jr., Oh, really? And I was like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. I was like, who? Because I didn't know shit about wrestling. And when I saw the mask, I thought it was very cool, which it is. But I just thought, why do I want to be like Tinebles Jr.? I want to be my own guy. And I didn't take the gimmick, which is weird because I've never asked Tinebles about this. But I'm going to ask him one day, did you own the name or did you own it later? Because they were going to give it to me. You know what I'm saying? That's funny. Yeah, I've, never, I've never heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Go Crazy. ahead. Well, I, I don't even know where to start. It's been so long since uh, since we've talked. Uh, so I don't know. I'm sure you guys have talked in general about, um, you know, all the shutdown of wrestling. But uh, it's really only hit Mexico over the last week. Even even you know today, yesterday, there's talk of doing some empty arena shows. But now these arenas are getting threatened by the local governments. And if they do these local these these arena shows, they'll shut the arenas down or find them. Um so, but I mean, even like that big La Mole convention in Mexico City took place about a week and a half ago. So what's, uh, things have obviously changed. AAA is off the books for the time being. What's, what's the kind of slow roll out yeah, of the... Very, very lackadaisical thing. Like the president, he's like, he's telling people, hey, go back to work. When I tell you to go back to work, we're in phase one. There's no reason to panic. He goes, uh... You know, he, he, he's, he's basically, you know, our culture, our heritage, we'll get through this. He goes, 
I I walk around with three pieces of good luck, and motherfucker breaks out a some Bible verse. Yeah, okay, that's gonna help us. <laughs> then he breaks out a fucking three leaf clover some guy gave him, and then he breaks out a, a two dollar bill from the United States. He goes, I don't need bodyguards. I don't need anything to protect me. I have this, and I have you. It's like, hey, motherfucker. So like, he's kissing people, hugging people. He don't give a fuck. And in Mexico, motherfuckers are going to clubs and shit. And they're not really, you know, like the people that are responsible are taking it serious. But when your own president is basically telling you, hey, no big deal, go to restaurants, go out to eat, let's spurn the economy. So it's a very different attitude. I actually had a wrestler call me yesterday because I had a show in Tijuana April 25th. And he was like, hey, is that show still on? And I go, no. And I go, bro, and TJ, you can't do anything where like more than 500 people can congregate or something like that. And he was like, oh, yeah, because we're going to do a show here April 25th with Sabu and the Super Genie, and they want me to be on it. And I was like, are you kidding me? And he goes, no, we're doing a show April 25th. I don't know if it's going to be in front of no fans, Yeah. but they're already, you know, thinking of doing matches, you know? Well, I mean, the, the crazy thing is that, you know, I, I think it's gotten you know, more and more serious over the last few weeks because now even wrestlers from these empty arena shows are starting to come out as, you know, having COVID. Uh, are you serious? And, oh, yeah. There was... Wait, um, I haven't uh, heard of anything. Why is this... Why is this not being... Why can I not see this? Well, they just... No, how come this is not on Twitter? Why, why are people not, not talking about they this? Reported That's today, where I saw it. Uh, I saw the, it. They reported today that Dana Brooke and Rey Mysterio both had tested. Well, I'm, are you serious? I'm not even... Yeah. Well, so Dana, so Meltzer reported last night that not that Dana and Ray were positive for it, but that they were on quarantine and were off of WrestleMania. There you go. So one could potentially assume something's up there. Um, But there was a what I was referring to was an independent wrestler. Uh, I'm going to try to find it right now. Uh, So I think it was yesterday or a couple of days ago. I had never heard of this guy, but he was on one of the bigger indie. uh, empty arena shows and then well, tested like, positive for it and now well, the questions Kevin, how many other people might come down with it was he on the, the GCW one yeah that I think the one? it might have been that one okay yeah he's probably got it from Kevin Gill nothing uh but anyway but yeah so it's it's starting it's starting and just I mean just like we saw with the NBA I'm sure there's more people that are going to come out as positive and it's a it's a it's a real scary time, uh, you know. As everyone's talked about, I'm sure you guys have talked about. It. It's not just about whether you get sick or not. It's how many people are this thing spreading to. So, it was kind of you know with, with with as much as WWE held off to cancel WrestleMania, it was kind of I thought uh, progressive of the Lucha Libre commissions in Mexico to come out and just say no, no more shows. We're, we're done. We cannot run shows. Um, well, they had no choice, so I mean, they, like they didn't do. Everybody over there, they they don't give a fuck about this. They're just like, hey, when, like here, bro, when's this shit gonna be over so we can go back that leading normal lives? Yeah, but oh, oh, yeah, okay. Well, bro, I was surprised because we had a show with MLW, right? And yeah. I was like, oh, we are going to get hammered because it was three things were happening. One, it's been raining like a motherfucker in California, as you know, because you live mm-hmm. here the last few weeks right yep so it's raining like a motherfucker when you get the tj it gets flooded like a motherfucker so nobody wants to be with their car stuck in the water walking through water so i was like all right we're gonna have to deal with the flood the cholos which is the you know the major soccer team as you know plays three blocks away from us so they're on the same block we are three blocks away and they were at the same time as us Mm. 
and the coronavirus. And bro, yeah. that place was like fucking ninety percent full, eighty percent, eighty-five percent full. Yeah, like about five thousand people there. I thought that was, I thought that yeah. was crazy, and probably really the big last hurrah for uh, right. for wrestling right now. So I right. know that. And, and here's the other, here's the other difference. Americans were coming up to me because we wrestled MLW, right? And right, they were yeah. like, yo, what's up, fist bump? And Mexicans were like, yeah, what's up? And I was like, bro, <laughs> I, I was giving him the Heisman pose. Stay the fuck away. <laughs> I mean, that's, I, was, I was seeing all these pictures from, from, like I said, the La Mole Convention, which is basically a big comic con in yeah, Mexico but- City. And they mixed, you know, CMLL was there and this and that. And just everybody posing for pictures with arms around each other and this and that. And I was like, man, there, there's, there's a few people there. There's a... Some celebrities there that I saw, like uh, was it Dolph Lundgren? A couple people were there in in plastic or rubber gloves, which which made sense. But uh, uh, so I know that AAA had to push off um, Rey de Reyes. So is is there any sense whatsoever? Is there a chance that that whole card ends up getting just uh, canceled and you guys move on towards Triple Mania? Or what is kind of the? Did the, you see that card? Oh, this card looks phenomenal. I thought that card was great, and I don't think we're going to do it. So I was kind of pissed, well, but I don't think we're going to do that. I have a feeling we may not even do Verano de Scandalo, and we're going to wait till Triple Mania. Yeah, I know that, um, you know, obviously it's not quite the same, but it's cool to see that uh, AEW is going to have uh, Kenny defend the Triple uh, right. A mega title uh, this week. Uh, I guess it'll, it'll have been last night by the time people hear this, and that. Uh, you know, uh, and Cubs fan pointed this out on on Lucha Blog. It, mm-hmm. It's been kind of cool that with AEW and the way that they've uh, used the AAA title, and I'm sure you've you've had to say, and AAA's had to say in this, but right. even the matches they relate back in some way to AAA, even if they're not talking about it. Jack Evans had the match before. Now Sammy Guevara, who was the former cruiserweight champion, has the shot. And so while they're not giving away you know, big, huge Penta versus Kenny or Phoenix versus Kenny type of matches that you guys will, will do there. It's at least keeping it kind of within the family. Uh, I thought that was, that was kind of cool. Well, and the thing is, you know, he's going to have a great match with Sammy. And the great thing is you will probably use in the future Sammy and Jack and Angelico again. You know what I'm saying? So that'll be a cool return for them when we do do that. Um, but Kenny's been incredible to work with, bro. I don't have enough words to say how professional that guy is and just what a fucking artist that guy is you know what i'm saying yeah well i uh i will keep this under you know 30 minutes di all right you you complain uh but the good news is since i'm pretty sure we'll be quarantined for at least another couple weeks i'll be back next week uh that is real quick i just want to uh we are what do you think of that news di that'll be back up next week yeah and that's you know anything positive coming from the mass republic with their disdain they've had for me over the years and their their malicious slander on twitter and, and social media um I, that's not positive news for so somebody. wait a minute you're gonna you're mad at the guy wait one second wait one second you're mad at the guy that invited you to the lucha expo okay put you ha, wanted you the agent fatu's dad's match and you refused to okay and he came up with the invisible man thing that the figurines which sold out quicker than AEW tickets am i correct all right so you're going to give him heat for that? And he got you an autograph booth over at the uh, Lucha Expo where you made some cheese? Am I booked for the Lucha Expo in Philadelphia if it, if it comes to fruition? We, we can talk about that. We can negotiate that. All right. Uh, you know, I'm a big heel there. I'm a big heel there. You're a big heel so, everywhere. Well, the last time I was uh, – uh, when I went – my first appearance at the 2300 Arena was for Impact Wrestling. 
and Joe was there. Joe, if, when was the last time you saw somebody with that much heat in that building before? I think I would have to go back to the time that uh, Shane Douglas uh, grabbed the halo <laughs> on Gary Wolf's head and shook him around. And there was That's a, not a lie. There was a riot. Like those people are despising me there. It's very easy to do that. Uh, yes. So, wow. Uh, but uh, so we we're we're remaining busy here though. We've got a brand new Lucha Central website launching in early April. We've got uh, we've kind of taken What's all the feedback. What's going to be new about it? It's it's a whole new layout, whole new design, a whole a whole bunch of new types of categories and content that uh, I'll probably be able to talk a little bit more about next week. Kind of taken everything of the last the first few years of the site and we've uh, we revamped it. Uh, a lot more video content, uh, a lot more audio content coming, and some other cool stuff. We've been really busy with merchandising deals. I know I haven't been on since we revealed the uh, the look of the Conan action figure at uh, at Toy Fair in New York a couple weeks ago. But uh, did I ever send that to you, Joe, to put up in the Patreon site? I don't believe so. I'll send you some images. You can okay. uh, people can check out. The, I'm super excited. This is a figure I've wanted to make for many years. A kind of the classic mask Conan figure. So I'm excited. Uh, assuming that uh, production gets back up and running in China uh, at a normal at a normal pace, that will still hopefully be out later this year. And uh, we've got a, a bunch of other merchandise deals that we'll be able to talk about very soon, maybe even as soon as next week. So uh, I will be back next week. Let and me ask you a question on Climrock before you leave. I saw on the Lucha Central Year Awards. Yeah. Some guy won, I think it was maybe Rookie of the Year or Indie Wrestler of the Year. I've never yeah. even heard of this guy. Who is he? Uh, so... Um, where do I? Uh, Elk, Elk, I, I'm not going to be able to pronounce it right because you you would know how to say it. <laughs> El, El Kukui. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so yeah, he's uh, he's from from Pro Wrestling Revolution. The, look, the PWR fans they came out this year. They really supported uh, you know their their hometown indie, and uh, they they came out and. Uh, Bro, I've never heard of that guy though. He he's only well, it was it was rookie of the year. It's only it's his first year. He's straight, uh, you know, fresh fresh out of their uh, yeah. yeah fresh out of their school. Uh, and then he he uh, he's healing up. But like he beat right people now. that had bigger names than him or were more, yeah. were more well known. That's why I was surprised because I was like, who the fuck is this guy? No, Especially it, since I work in Mexico and I'm always right. looking at Indica, <laughs> but he's not from Mexico. Okay. Yeah. No. No. He's he's uh, he's from up boy, here. Gabriel Ramirez, who's been who's been very. Easy to work with. Uh, we brought Psycho Clown up there. Had a good crowd. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, they, they've been. They continue to draw a thousand plus people every show yeah. they do. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they just had to have a show with uh, Great Sasuke canceled. Uh, but hopefully, that'll all get rescheduled. But uh, yeah, no, I mean that. That's the cool thing that we try to do with those Lucha Central Awards is. You know, we try to let all the fans actually vote, and hey, the PWR fans came out and uh, and they did their thing. But um, yeah, you know, the, the awards this year dominated by AAA talent. It was cool to uh, to see so many different talents, uh, you know, represented throughout that. Even I'm still uh, even waiting for my promotion or show of the year award. So uh, whenever I'm in, actually, whenever you know I'm what? in Mexico, feel free. Well, no, actually, it just came back from Mexico last weekend with Roy Lucier. So it's back in the Bay Area now. So we'll get it down to you uh, eventually for TV show of the year, uh, Lucha Libre Triple A. So with that in mind, this segment has been brought to you by Consejo Mundial de Lucha Libre. Aero. Wait, are they coming back? Because they keep yes. hearing me. They're coming back. Yes. Aero. Lucha E. Triple A. Ah. Wow. That is nice. Wait a minute. <laughs> DI, what do you think about that? 
What? He actually left the show. That That's was very that, disrespectful. That is Jesus. very disrespectful, Kevin. But you know oh. what? You know, I want to thank you for being on your favorite segment, the Mass Republic Minute. Boom. <laughs> Snapchat and uh, IG and all that. Well, so obviously the plugs are going to be a little bit different this week because there's not as much to plug since there's no wrestling and no club. Um, but you can catch me on at the real disco on Twitter, at disco master gg on Instagram, and at disco master gg on Snapchat. Right. But if you do happen to see Disco in Vegas uh, with a surgical mask or on the five-man bike with only two guys on because he's practicing social distancing, you do run up on him. Don't just start chopping it up. There's a little protocol and it goes a little something like this. Boom. You hit him up with a compliment, a compliment. Then you ask him a question. You can talk to him one to three minutes. If you put him over additional time, if you're not annoying and you tell him you've got it like that at no time where there'll be any direct eye contact a $20 handshake gets you an autographed picture another round if you are drunk and or obnoxious or don't put them over you will hear this can I get one guy from the front door to back reception at which point you could tell them you go girl because they're kicking you out or you're getting 86 which is permanent removal uh Joe good news what's up hugs are back on the table especially for cute transgenders <laughs> that's very nice 
That's not right. true. Now this is for gentlemen callers, the hand job of the week, and this is still from the secret menu. All right. Is uh in honor of our sponsor from Real Good Foods of peanut butter and chocolate ice cream. Mm. Uh, and that's only available from three to five AM in the morning. It's a limited offer. You can witness this in three D or virtual reality. Unfortunately, Joe, I know you've been asking me about this. Mm-hmm. Uh the VR goggles are not included or the three uh, D glasses. Yeah. Uh what do you got going on, Joe? Well, you can catch me every Monday on MLW Radio on uh, The Raven Effect with Raven, of course, and MLW announcer Rich Bikini. Uh, Highway to Helms uh, rolls on as we spoke to Shane on the show today. He is home. He is, he is uh, you know, in self-quarantine like a lot of us. So his uh, Highway to Helms uh, episode, a new one, will come out this week. Uh, an honorable mention with Shane Hagedorn and Jeff Schwartz uh, features uh, Sal Renaro this week on the show. Ooh. Former uh, Ring of Honor wrestler Sal Renaro was also in Cole Cabana's uh, documentary. I remember seeing him, Sal, in that. So uh, they'll be talking Ring of Honor, of course. Uh, Way back, playback with Pat McNeil and uh, Jim Valley from the Wrestling Observer is uh, talking ECW Living Dangerously, 98. And uh, It's Usually Hello has Sue Costello on this week, as a matter of fact. Wait a minute. Who? Sue Costello is uh, apparently uh, a comedian, a lady comedian, of course, and uh, she was formerly on Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn and uh, in the movie The Fighter with Christian Bale and Mark Wahlberg, if you remember that excellent, excellent movie. So Sue is on with Husey this week. Uh, it's actually kind of a light uh, schedule for Creative Control Network this week. I don't know why, being that everyone's most likely home, but that's about it for, for the shows. Um, you can check out the Creative Control t-shirt store at prowrestlingtees.com slash CC with Joe Feeney, and they're having a sale right now. Give me one second, I'll get it. It plugs for all of us, actually. Just need to look at the site. Just edit it. Uh, oh, it's not coming up. Never mind. Well, you can check out the uh, Creative Control. Just because you that. Because yeah. you want to write. Wait, wait a sec. Joe's trying to promote his, he's trying to promote his show, and he can't, he can't pull the thing up on his phone. No, I got it. It's just the, the sale code didn't come up, so I'm not sure if they're still doing yeah, it. Jesus. Maybe you're sold down. Could be. No, there's supposed to be a sale. The Creative Control yeah. Network gets sold out. Did they sell out of all your yeah the M- your, your merch? The MWO shirts are they're hard to come by right now. But uh, you can check out the Creative Control Pro Wrestling Tea Store at prowrestlingtees.com slash cc with Joe Feeney. Check out all the Creative Control Network stuff at the CC Network One on Twitter, and you can find all the shows on Spreaker and iTunes. And that's about it. Did you say the MWO shirts are all gone? Oh yeah, they got to put up. They had to pull up a sep- second uh, printing for that because especially the black and white ones. The red and white didn't do as well as the black and white, but they're both. Why selling. did you Durban buy them all? Selling Nothing. Like, I don't. I don't. It doesn't matter to me who buys them as long as they're. <laughs> as long, even if you do. Even, right, yeah, yeah. Um, yo, you can check me out on Facebook and Twitter at K-O-N-N-A-N-5150. You can check me out on uh, Access uh, Impact on Tuesdays and MLW on Saturdays. Um, I thank everybody that's been joining the Patreon, that's been listening to the show. Everybody stay safe, practice social distancing. And um, uh, I want to thank DI, I want to thank Shane, I want to thank Kevin Kleinrock, I want to thank JoJo and uh, all the listeners that's been spreading the word to friend or foe to, for listening to Keeping It 100. Boom. Please help support Keeping It 100 with Conan at the Patreon site at patreon.com slash Conan and Conan.me where you can find exclusive audio clips, full unedited segments, weekly video, listener roundtables, match watch-alongs, live content from shows I attend, and so much more. Please subscribe on your podcast provider and leave a rating and a review. And you can check out t-shirt stores for Conan, 
Disco Inferno, Master Public, and myself at ProWrestlingTees.com. If you'd like to send in a question or a song for the Juicy Sale of Approval, please send them in to K100Questions at gmail.com. The official Keep It 100 with Conan Facebook is at Facebook.com slash K100Conan, where I'm constantly posting audio clips from the show, YouTube videos, event posters, putting up polls for the show, and so much more. And finally, you can check out the highly successful official Keeping It 100 YouTube channel at Keeping It 100 Official, manned by Husey, and which just passed over 1 million views. There's always a plethora of conversation going on over there, and some exclusive content as well. Thank you very much for listening, and check us out every Thursday here on MLW Radio. But play that, okay. play that, uh, that Kennedy speech. It's, a, it's actually like a twenty-minute speech. This is, oh. just, I think, this is the main highlight we're okay. hopefully looking for. Yeah, let me the hear. The very it. word secrecy this is, is repugnant in a free and open society, and we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweigh the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program, for from that scrutiny comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition, and both are necessary. That's good. I am not asking your newspaper... You get it. Wow. Crazy, right? Yeah. Now, if you had just heard that if someone else was saying that instead of Kennedy, 
if someone else is saying those very things in front of you about how they have an open budget, their their findings are all concealed, they're a tightly wit group knit group that combines the military and science and all you'd be like what? Yeah. Are you on Sam Tripoli's podcast this week? <laughs> are you on Tinfoil Hat? You know what are you what are you doing with this wacky thought? What do you you think wouldn't think that that would be the president. He's talking about secret society. He's talking about right. the industrial, the, the um, military industrial complex. He's talking about all the gears that are in play, all the pieces that are in play that are making money and causing war and deciding what information people should and shouldn't have and what overreach, you know, they're going to um, put into action. He's foreshadowing everything. Right now, staying connected is more important than ever. And fast, reliable internet from Xfinity can help. We'll ship you a free self-install kit to make setup quick, safe, and easy. Find great offers and value today at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply.